Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to the logs. Welcome back to voice logs and welcome back to fun time. I hope you're having an awesome day. I hope you're having an awesome time. Hope life is good. Now let's just jump right into this episode. This episode is going to be a little bit about uh, my alma mater now. It kind of feels very weird to say. Uh, in undergrad, I went to Loyola University in Chicago and it was a very, very rewarding experience to go to a university, um, a private university uh, that's based in the Catholic faith, the Jesuit tradition. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about that and how that I, those ideals and the ideas that are founded within that belief uh, kind of represent themselves in how you learn and the methods of learning and, and growing. Because I think there's a, very specific and very um very big like itch that's scratched in the mind i guess if you want to be very philosophical about it when you go about teaching and building up the whole person because the, the one of the ideals of the Jesuit the Jesuit tradition, and again, you know, this this episode this episode is not going to be a religious based episode. This uh, the school Loyola University is not a religious school where only Catholics go. I'm not Catholic. Um, the anybody can go to this university, and anybody can experience this method of teaching students. And I I don't I hope not. I don't think it's going to sound like oh it's very culty, you know very uh, hush-hush about things, things like that, like very by the book, you have to learn it this way. No, 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 because that's not how the Jesuit tradition is is founded. One of the, the ideals like of the Jesuit tradition, Ignatian heritage, Ignatian because the Jesuit uh, like sect of Catholicism was founded by a man named Saint... Uh, Saint Ignatius, uh, Saint Ignatius of Loyola from Spain. And he, what he did, how he decided to change and adapt the idea of how we teach is to actually teach a lot of, well, the whole basis of the Jesuit faith is within schools. A lot of how Jesuits teach their traditions are within schools and, uh, like um, private high schools and uh, mostly universities, especially throughout the U.S. But there are huge amounts of um, many, many other schools outside of the U.S. where they're taught all around the world. And you learn the similar methods of dealing with problems, dealing with issues and challenges that the world faces. Now, Ignatian Heritage... And I have a I have a pin right here from the university that uh, <laughs> there's an Ignatian Heritage Month. I'm not sure which one it is. I think it's October. Either way, uh, Ignatian Heritage Month follows in the footsteps of one of the I guess you could say slogans of the Jesuit tradition. It is a faith that does justice, and and that me- means a lot a lot to to me and i think a lot it means a lot to a lot of people because a faith that does ju- it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have faith within a religion it's just faith in something faith say in your government faith in yourself faith in other people 
And that faith, when it finds itself within yourself, the individual person, it should be aiming for justice. And now what do we mean by justice? We, we're talking about find, like using, using your knowledge, using your growth, and using yourself to fight for others. Especially since we are in these positions, right, as students of a Jesuit private Catholic university, we are inherently more privileged than a lot of people, right? We, 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 we can go there. We have the time we have the money and we have the energy and the ability to go to a school like this and to experience this way of teaching and to learn in this way and things like that. We have those abilities, so we should use them to help others. And that's where I find a lot of what it means to live within a faith that does justice. Because you have to believe in something. Everybody has to believe in something. It, and, and it's anything. As long as you find a belief in something that grounds you. If you believe that it is religion and it is, you know, God and, and so forth, you anchor yourself in those beliefs. And, and hopefully those beliefs are good beliefs and they're, they're going to carry you through and carry you into a just life. If you believe that laws and and government and policy are all right, I mean, you know, not necessarily meaning that, you know, they're all, all the end all be all, of course they can change, but if you believe those are the right and the uh, that is the right, then you believe in something. Everybody has to believe in something. Otherwise, you can't you can't live. Now, what does that have to do, or where am I going with this? Rather, now, especially being now we're get, heading into the and into the holiday season, or deep within the holiday season, we're becoming or we kind of revert back to these very homey ways of life, right? At least hopefully where, you know, it's uh, home for the holidays, things like that. And I think it's a good time to talk about what it means to be and or what it should mean rather, what it should mean to be, to be a human, to be a person and to be a being within a society. And, and I think when, you go about learning to be a good person. I think it's the the way that it's taught at a school like Loyola, at least to me, it's it's one of the best ways of teaching it because to be a whole a good person, you have to be a whole person. And to be a whole person, you have to learn many, many things. You have to grow in many different ways. And it takes time, and it takes effort, and it takes energy, and it takes a willpower. And now I'm not saying, you know, you everybody that goes to Loyola is, you know, that's 
inherently good because they're going there. And I'm not saying that anybody who doesn't go to Loyola is inherently bad for not going there, you know? I'm saying that in my experience, it's this is one of the the best ways to teach wholeness. Because it's taught, at least how the the courses are broken down, because of course it is a school, so everything that is taught has to be taught through the classroom. And if, there are avenues, say, of learning outside of the classroom, but we're going to focus on what the school inherently is. It's a school. So for the for the rest of this podcast, I guess we'll just focus on Loyola as the school in and of itself and how it teaches. So the way that it is taught, so you have your major, right? You have, say, take, take me for example, I had a biology major. You have your major that is your major. So a lot of those classes are specific to the major. So for a biology major, you're taking a lot of biology classes and other science classes. If you have another major, like a language major, you know, you're taking a lot of language classes and, and so forth. You know, other majors are focused in that major as it should be. But what's added on top of that major is what is called a common core. And I think I have spoken about the common core before, but I don't, I'm not sure if I went into very much detail with it. The, the common core is a method of exploring avenues that you otherwise could not explore because of your major. And the reason behind it is to have a core because you're always going back to those common core classes to build the whole person, a whole person that specializes in one thing. So the common core can, is flexible. Take me, for example, I took a lot of science classes. So the common core is flexible in such a way where I don't have to take a common core science class because I'm doing science anyway, right? Why would I take an extra class or why would I have to go out of my way to take another science class when I'm already doing science? What the Common Core does instead is focus on things that are not science. Things like philosophy. Things like theology and writing and history and other things that are not based in science or in the, the very hard science like biology, chemistry, and physics. Now, what this does is, is give you the time to, I mean, it, when, you're, when you're in the midst of it, here's the deal. It, it seems like it's just more work for the sake of more work. And I fell victim to this thinking too, because it, it is more work, because you're taking classes that are not related to your major, and you're having to divert energy and change the mindset to go into doing well for those classes but you can't leave them behind because they're solid classes it's not like it's not like they're blow-off classes maybe the 101s are but there's still classes you still have to take the exams you still have to write the papers you still have to go to class if you want to of course and so when you're in the midst of it of course it's just it seems like more work you're like why why do I have to do this? Uh, and 
when they're when they're talking about it, say in your orientation, they're talking about you know Loyola's common core. This is what's going to make you a better person. You're going to know so much. You're just like, oh god, this is the just generic, you know, corporate sort of talk where this is our idea and this is how it's going to make you better and this is why you should come to Loyola and this is why you should give us your money and this and that. You know, it's just kind of like the the spiel. Like, okay, well, let's just get it over with. Okay, okay. And then you're in it and you're kind of bummed out that there's so much work and stuff like that. But I think maybe, maybe the experience is similar for everybody else, but at least for me, uh, it was truly once I finished with a lot of my core classes around, you know, my senior year when I was a lot through the common core curriculum. And I did miss it because I, I miss taking like a classical studies class where you're going back and you're diving. I, I was a huge fan of those classes going back to study about like, you know, ancient Greek pottery and writing and, and poems and epic poetry, you know, stuff like that. And it just kind of fell to the hard science. And, you know, you kind of think, well, I think they have a point. Back then, I didn't really think about I say, I say back then as if it was like a while ago. It was it was like last year, but I, I thought about it like okay, there it's a good diversion, right? You know, you're you're focus, you're doing whatever anatomy, and it's nice to have a you know a history or a classical studies class to just kind of divert your attention for a little bit. Something that doesn't require as much mental energy, mental capacity as an anatomy would, but it's still it's still enough stimulation to to get rid of a lot of the anatomy stress and focus on something else for a change, right? I didn't really think about it then as constructing the whole person. I think about it more now when I'm only taking science and it does get a little dry. And it does get a little much. And I kind of wish that there was a class, like a classical studies, where sure you're taking a class, right? And it's it's more work because you're taking a class and you have to do the work and the the study and the lecture and the exams and the quizzes and the writing of the paper, whatever. But it still diverts your attention and it stimulates you in a way that science doesn't. It stimuli it stimulates other parts of the brain. Because you're only focused when you're only doing like a science or when you're only doing, let's say, for non-science majors, for other things. Like you're only doing policy. You're only reading. You're only writing. Things like that. It's kind of blinding. It's like you're putting on those horse blinders and you're not doing anything else. You're not focusing on anything else. And you're only stimulating that one part of your brain over and over and over and over and over again. It gets tiring. Even if you're, even if you are learning and you are growing and you are taking different classes within, say, a bi biology field or within a, a language field, things like that. Sure, it's you're you're changing and you're you're doing things like that. You're you're taking different classes. You're learning different aspects of that. Uh, idea that uh, that's uh, that study that subject but still you're 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 only focused on that and you're only triggering the parts of the brain that are that 
So I think that's what inherently, that's what the Common Core does. It aims to pick at other parts of the brain, pick at other parts of that person and stimulate them and say, okay, this, this is the, the philosophical part of the brain. Let's find that part and let's, let's teach it. This is the, the historical part of the brain. This is the part of the brain that's creative and, and this is the part of the brain that's artistic and this is the part of the brain that is so-and-so. The many different parts that trigger many different actions, that trigger many different streams of knowledge and, and things like that, it, it, it makes a whole person, right? Because you're, when you're always, when you're focused, like some schools do, where you're, you, know, you go in and you do your major because you did your major, that's what you came into the school to do. You're only doing that one thing. And sure, you come out of that program very knowledgeable and ready to go for the field of that choice, but you're, you're lacking. And I've talked to people like that where they are lacking in, in you know, things like uh, understanding minor history. Just like, I'm not saying going back like a historian, but just understanding pieces of history that are important just to know, just to know. Things like picking apart critical thinking questions in philosophy, where your understanding is is taken like highly into consideration and and is very specific and is only because you have grown and you have learned in that field. It's an aspect of critical thinking that you can't really do in in a science class if you if you haven't taken uh, say a philosophy class and especially now, especially when this episode is coming out around the holiday season, when we're talking about homeness and return to home and to people, I think it's really important that we focus on becoming whole people. Because if we're not whole, then we can't understand truly ourselves and we can't understand others. A huge aspect of the Jesuit faith is something called discernment. And discernment is a method, is it's it's truly a method of critical thinking that focuses on being able to sort of distinguish something, to to perceive and to kind of think critically about an issue. And to judge upon that issue and kind of make a a knowledgeable conclusion. And it falls very much in line with the idea of, of a faith that does justice. It's, it's a method of taking an issue, taking a problem, be that a minor issue like a disagreement between friends or a major issue like a, pol- a political change or law or things like that. And it allows you to look at every aspect and and think critically about them, not just on its 
base thing like x versus y but what is x and how can x affect y and how can y affect x and how either of those two things affect z you know it's a method of critical thinking that's not widely taught and it's kind of crazy because a lot of high schools nowadays at least many of the ones that i've seen and i've gone to are are focused on critical thinking as like the big new thing and i don't know why it's a big new thing if the jesuit tradition and the ideas of discernment go back to 1540 why are we just catching up now everywhere else in like the public high schools and things like that i think that in order to teach well you have to teach a whole person and you have to function within that person because when you when you are going and making an effort to teach someone you should be teaching a human you should be trying to teach a person that's going to enter a society like your society for example and make a difference make a change and and hopefully for the better so if you can gain one thing from this episode, it is to be that change and to understand how and why it's important to become that whole person, to learn. And, and it seems like I'm really talking about going and learning things that you don't know, but it is, that is what it is. Like, you know, it's like, oh, am I supposed to just go and t- like read up on history? Is that what you're telling me to do? Am I supposed to go and learn all of philosophy? Is that what you're telling me to do? No. Because even even in those classes that I took, history or philosophy or things like that, I didn't learn everything about philosophy or history. But I think it's important that even like the little amount that you learn, it does help you in, in a way. I, I, think I, I think you can compare it very well to that episode, remember I was talking about, I think it's episode four of Voice Logs, where I was talking about uh, Amr Diab, and I was talking about like music and, and listening to music of cultures that you don't necessarily know too much about. And in that episode, I, I mentioned that in doing so, you're just you're learning about that culture. And I think it's very much true in what I'm talking about now. In doing so, you're learning more about culture, hopefully other cultures, but also your own. Water break. I need to clear the throat, you know. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, so, yeah. And, you know, I hope I don't sound like I'm on on this like you know this mountaintop and saying oh this is what you should be doing young children because I'm the smartest one <coughs> excuse me because I'm the smartest one in the room and you should be listening to me and you should do this and do that and go to Loyola I'm not I'm, I'm definitely not telling you to do any of that what I am hopefully telling you is my experience and what I think is a good way of approaching something like learning 
and something like growing because it's in undergrad that you're growing i believe when you're going through your uh, education your primary education secondary education high school things like that i i think that's when you're learning and sure you are growing but I don't think you're forming your your adulthood yet because you're not an adult. I think it is an undergrad where you're forming what you will be in adulthood and, and throughout the rest of your life. That those years in elementary, middle, and high school, I think you're preparing yourself to launch into that undergrad career. And this is to say... And well, for one, sorry, this isn't to say that it's only in that undergrad time, you know, those four years going to a university, that's like the only way to grow into a person because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't go to university. A lot of people go to technical schools or they go to the military or things like that. But I'm saying it's those few years after high school where you're, tr you're learning how to cope with life outside of the bubble. Because if you're going to university, excuse, excuse my dog. If you're going to university, you're going, you're going to, you're going in order to grow yourself and you're going to experience something uh, like life beyond this, this very sheltered place that was on like, you know, your, your primary education like high school, things like that. And I think those are the formative years. So taking time to grow in, in those formative years is important. And taking time to learn is very important too. Because it's only through learning, learning especially about each other, that we can grow closer together. And I hope that's the message that could be spread this holiday season. If my excited barking dog is any indication, I think it's time to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Voice Logs. I hope you have a great day. I hope everything's been awesome for you. We love you here at the uh, at the Logs. I uh, hope you stay tuned for more episode uh, episodes. Uh, it's, it's, not just one more episode. Um, I hope you guys can go and follow the social media platform. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can go to the merch store. You can pick up some awesome merch for yourself just in time for the holiday season. Uh, look out on the social media pages too. Look out for deals for those uh, social media for those uh, items of uh, clothing and things like that. Some awesome merch. Then, if you'd like to, and if you uh, want to see a nice transcription of the podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel, go subscribe there. And that's it. Follow the logs anywhere you listen to podcasts. I hope that you have a great rest of your day, rest of your year, and I hope you have an awesome holiday season. Hope to see you in the next episode. Keep on laughing and have an awesome, awesome time. Thank you so much. You're awesome, of course. And we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.